I hold a start button here in my hand. This is Shaba Korozi. Can I push this button? He's the president of the 77th General Assembly of the United Nations. Do I have your support? He's living a watershed moment according to the United Nations newsletter. And actually, that was so much of a defining moment to him that if you type president of the 77th General Assembly in Google and you just click the first link, so the UN official one, what shows up is that picture. So Mr. Shaba Kurasi defines himself nowadays with that moment. But why is a grown-up man, a seasoned diplomat, so proud to push a 17 euro game buzzer? Why are country representatives from everywhere around the world cheering him up as he does so? Why did so many brilliant minds take out to LinkedIn and and Twitter and share how glad they are this very moment exists and why am I a party pooper? Well, to answer all these questions, we need to understand what is supposed to happen when he pushes this button. No, not that the other thing. Let's set the scene. We are at the closing of the UN Water Conference in New York this March. It's the first time in nearly 50 years that such an event takes place and there's a reason for it to happen. All the countries in the world had pledged in 2015 that by 2030, everybody on earth would get access to safe drinking water while their wastewater would be safely managed. And by 2023, so halfway through the time we had allocated to reach that SDG 6 goal, we're late. How late? Well, we're running at a quarter of the speed we should. I didn't realize how late it was. Neither did most people in charge, despite very explicit warning from a lot of voices. So to speed things up and bring back SDG 6 on track, everybody's now in New York for that... Once in a generation chance to get the world on track. And if you've watched my coverage of these three days of plenaries, you already know that it's not these contentless speeches that will achieve that. Well, that's depressing. I know, that's why Shaba Kurezi pressing a button might make a difference. Because next to the plenaries, a lot happened in New York and beyond. Every government, organization, company, or person of goodwill was given a platform to submit a pledge. All of them were aggregated in the Water Action Agenda and these commitments would take us to 2030 and solve for the 2 billion people without access to drinking water and the 3.6 billion people without safely managed wastewater. And indeed, by the end of the UN Water Conference, there are 600 89 commitments registered in the Water Action Agenda. That's a well-deserved round of applause and I understand the look of satisfaction in Shabakoz's face as he pushes the button, which symbolically means that the actions are kicked off. Even more when you consider that... We heard many great initiatives and commitments for action and cooperation. To capture this all, we extend the registration of commitments for the Water Action Agenda until May the 1st, 2023. And indeed, as I'm recording this at the very end of April, there are 770 registered commitments on the Water Action Agenda web platform. So what's the problem? Why am I provocatively stating that the UN is lying to you? Well, I let Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother explain the problem. You have just become victims of the cheerleader effect. The cheerleader effect is when a group of women seems hot, but only as a group. They seem hot, but take each one of them individually, sled dogs. Do you get my analogy? Come on, man, you think we're stupid? No, not at all. So you get my point. 770 commitments sounds good, looks good, feels good, but when you look them one by one, most of them are crap. Fluffy at best, vague, reshuffling something that's already happening anyway, 
Jargonish by design. I'm sorry, it's the ugly truth. Check it out for yourself. I've compiled the 770 commitments published on the Water Action Agenda in one single huge Excel table. Yeah, that took ages and many evenings. My wife is pretty mad at me for that, so you better subscribe to this channel so I can tell her it wasn't all for nothing. Joking, my wife is my first supporter, but you can still subscribe. That would be nice. So what do we find in this Excel table? Here's an example. It's from the Ministry of Water of Tanzania. You got a bit of time? I'll read you out loud everything they committed. Ready? Institutional and human capacity. Description, number one, train staff in technical, financial and managerial skills. Number two, train staff on fund mobilization skills. Number three, building institutional capacity in water governance. Number four, train staff on leadership skills. And then the expected impact. Enhance institutional capacity, human and financial. And if we go to the SDG and targets, it's going to fulfill SDG 6, deliverables and timeline by 2030. There's going to be a number of staff trained and the resource mobilize its training staff in various aspects of water governance. Nothing wrong with such a commitment. Now, if we're honest, nothing right either. I ain't gonna let you go trick or treating. That's just crap. You said it. Not me. Let's take another example. I picked it pretty randomly, but quite ironically, it comes from Hungary, the country of Shabakorozi. Promote accession to the protocol on water and health. What's that? I didn't know either. So I checked on Google and the protocol was adopted in 1999 and it entered into force in 2005. So nothing really new. What do they commit more? Well, Hungary, as the chair of the protocol on water and health for 2023 to 2025, commits to advance accession through advocacy and political leadership in the European region. Okay. In terms of SDG, it's going to achieve every single SDG under the sun. And deliverables and timeline is going to be number of exceeding countries by 2025. Research mobilized. Well, officials will advocate for accession on various international fora. So here we go. Advocacy. Again, I have nothing against advocacy. All I'm saying is that to me, that doesn't sound like a commitment. Now, in all transparency, yes, I picked those two examples randomly, but among a subcategory of commitments, the ones that didn't have a timeline. How many do we have in this category? Well, let's count 146. 19% of the commitments don't feature a timeline. To me, that sounds like, will you do it? Yes. When? Uh, yes. Are all the 146 lame? No. But honestly, without a timeline commitment, they're all pretty fluffy. And I should maybe stop using the word fluffy so much. By the way, as I said, you can judge for yourself. I've linked to my Excel table and content summary of all these actions in the description. The next problem I have with a lot of these commitments is that they are like a tap of lukewarm water. Let me show you what I mean by that. Let's take this example of a commitment introduced by the UNESCO. Taking next steps for a water and climate resilient world through capacity development of people and organizations. I won't read you everything, don't worry, but let's just take the first sentence, you'll get my point. For development in water to be sustainable, investing in capacity development is an absolute must. Yes! And everything in that text leads to the same reaction, which is, yes, I agree with that. But what are you proposing? Let me just make an experiment for you. Let's use here ChatGPT to make a summary. ChatGPT says investing in capacity development is essential for sustainable water development and addressing climate challenge according to this initiative. It promotes an adaptive approach to generating and utilizing knowledge and highlights the importance of involving all segments of society in the process. Can anyone in a word disagree with that? No, of course. But what does that bring to the game? I'm still unsure. Facts. The initiative emphasizes the significance of capacity development in tackling water and climate challenges for achieving SDGs. Yes. 
The initiative contributes to a shared goal of developing the capacity of individuals, communities and institutions to address water challenges. Yes! The action plan outlines work requirement to implement effective, adaptive and inclusive capacity development processes at country and local levels. Yes! Okay, you get my point. Pretty good, huh? Hey, but listen, next time try some lukewarm water. Okay? That was ironic. There are many more of these examples, like literally to give you a subjective figure, that's my gut feeling, take it for what it is. But I'd say that 80% of these commitments are lukewarm water. Nothing even remotely close to being negative or a scam, but nothing that moves the needle when it was actually supposed to. Now, in all fairness, and before revealing you the real scam here, there's still a difference between the cheerleader effect as described by Barnes Stinson and this actual list of commitments. The cheerleaders all become ugly when you zoom in. There is not one to save. Well, here, it's not the case. You have actually very good commitments in that list, most of them being, by the way, the ones picked up and advertised. We've got this one introduced by Xylem and 17 private sector innovators who are pledging $11 billion over the next five years to innovation to solve global water challenges. Kudos to them. We've got this one by the African Union Commission, which identified a lack of funding as they're only putting 10 to 19 billion dollars a year in water when they should be putting 30 billion and hence they pledge to mobilize at least 30 billion dollars a year by 2030 and that's how they expect 250 million people in Africa to benefit from resilient water investments and economic opportunities. And my third example is this one by Ishaka2250, which I really like because on the surface of things, it might sometimes look like these lukewarm water taps because they also sing some things which are pretty generic, but with a major twist, they're putting numbers. They're really saying what they want to do, how they want to do, and by when. Let's look here at the deliverables, for instance. You see that they want to put 180 latrines in four provinces by the end of 2023. Same here, they want to have 180 developed springs in four provinces by the end of 2024. So that's a major difference between this one and the others. Those are just three examples. You'll find more if you read the full list that's in the description. I think I said that already several times, so sorry to repeat myself, but I stand my point. That's a minority not to say an exception. And that got me curious. What's a scam? Well, technically, it's not a scam. It's a test. Still doesn't answer my question. What's the scam? Okay, let me explain. Having read many of these commitments, I started identifying some patterns. A bit like the running gag of the special envoy for water that everybody asked for during the UN Water Conference plenaries for reasons I still don't get. The vast majority of the Action Agenda's commitments featured some jargonish, vague statements. The ones I described earlier as lukewarm water taps. By coincidence, I know someone that's very good, if not the best, to produce this kind of jargon. So I thought, why don't I ask him for some help and check if the UN would notice and if I would get onto the agenda. This someone, if you've read the title of this video and unless you've been living on the moon for the past six months, you know him pretty well. Brother. It's a robot. Exactly, it's the almighty ChatGPT. Here's what I did. First, I wanted to know if the idea was fully stupid, so I asked him, please propose 10 water action agenda items around water education. And actually, when you read his results, you really recognize patterns which go in line with what was actually proposed in the water action agenda. Let's look, for instance, at number four, conduct outreach programs in local communities to promote water conservation practices and raise awareness about water issues. I think that's definitely something we could have found in the agenda. So I went on and I asked him, write me a pitch to present an initiative that will release a water action podcast every week for one year. 
and he came with that description. Introducing the Water Action Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to exploring and promoting sustainable water management practices. Our initiative aims to increase awareness and understanding of global water issues by sharing knowledge, experiences and stories, blah, 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 blah. You see the idea, the conclusion, join us on this exciting journey and be part of the solution. Let's work together to make every drop count. Good one. So then, to add a bit of meat on the bone, I asked him, can you write me a pitch to the expected impact of the initiative? And here we go. The Water Action Podcast is an exciting new initiative that aims to raise awareness about water-related issues and inspire action towards sustainable water management, blah, 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 blah. Here we go with the five main outputs of the podcast. And overall, our goal is to create a more informed and engaged public around water issues and to contribute to a more sustainable and equitable future for all. So no jokes, that's all I have. Two queries to ChatGPT and the unedited answers that he provided me. Copy, paste, submit. That's all I did. Can you guess the result? So I received a mail from the Department of Economic and Social Affairs thanking me for submitting an initiative to the Partnerships for SDGs online platform. And they were pleased to inform me that the initiative has been published. And here we go. Develop water education to increase awareness, stewardship and promote best practices submitted by Don't Waste Water. I'm a scientific community. Beware. The description is exactly what ChatGPT provided me. The expected impact, again, exactly what ChatGPT provided me. And here you have a link to a really great YouTube channel where you'll find a lot of good stuff. And if you scroll further, you'll find my podcast website. And I can guarantee you that every week for the next year, there will be a new podcast coming out. Indeed, if you go to Deliverables and Timeline, you'll find that by the 22 of March 2024, I will have published 52 episodes over the course of one year and before the next World Water Day. And if you go to the resources mobilized, you'll see that I'm gonna put one journalist working weekly to put together a specific release. I do know I'm not a journalist, but for the sake of the experiment, I pretended I was. And that's how water professionals, school students, and institutional stakeholders will benefit from that platform to see if my motto is true, understand water, solve the world. Is it a scam? You'll tell me in the comments. In my defense, I will really publish one podcast episode a week for the next year. And my proof of goodwill is that I've been doing that for the past 146 weeks anyways. So what's the conclusion? Is Shabakovsky wrong to be excited to push that button? Well, I guess at the end of the day, Jennifer Mulligulland was right when she said on my podcast, To promote and to encourage people making these commitments and moving forward, I think it's good to be a bit more positive rather than bashing it and saying, you should have done this, you should have done that. It should be committing. It should be with a tight deadline. It should be monitored by somebody. I think that would put people off. Clearly, I'm guilty of that today. I'm negative and I'm not sure that's encouraging for more people to commit. But I'm also guilty of something else. I had expectations for this UN Water Conference and for this water action agenda. And there as well, Jennifer is right when she says, I went there with the expectation to be disappointed. My feedback afterwards was more positive than it would have been if I had gone there with the expectation to be wowed. Now I've been going to many conferences over the years and each time they are a bit disappointing. It's just the way it is. But I think on the same hand, we have to look at it is moving forward, right? Like it is gaining awareness. It is people are making commitments. It might not be the most amazing wide-reaching commitments, but they are moving in the right direction. We are moving in the right direction. It's just a pity we're doing so too slowly for the billions without access to safe water and sanitation. But is there a different path? Well, in this video, I lay out how combining three powerful tools could actually solve the water crisis we've been in for decades and might still face for decades more. It's applying a Nobel Prize winning strategy as step two, so go check it out and I'll see you next time.